By the 1970s, the Rust Belt era and the rural debt crisis shattered this smug certainty. But few saw these as global events. When industries left the Midwest, they went to the Sun Belt, seldom to Mexico, certainly not to China. When farms failed, it was because they took on too much debt, not because Brazil had started to grow soybeans. Then, about a decade ago, globalization arrived and changed the Midwest forever. Traditional family farms vanished. Steel mills closed and auto factories shrunk. Downsizing and outsourcing enriched our vocabularies and frightened our workforce. Some big cities, such as Chicago, coped. Others, like Detroit, rotted. Small industrial cities fought to stay alive. Rural became a synonym for poor. Immigrants, mostly Mexicans, but Africans and Asians, too, moved into towns and regions that were all European and Northern European at that. Self-sufficient little places, such as my hometown, became bedroom suburbs if they were lucky enough to lie within commuting distance of bigger cities. Those beyond this range, or too far from the interstate, shriveled. I left Boone for a life mostly spent in other regions and other countries. Out in this world, I learned that when economies change, everything else changes too. How we earn our living determines how we live and who we are. This is true for people, and it's true for towns and regions and countries. The Midwest does two big things for a living, farming and heavy industry, and globalization has turned both upside down. In many ways, Boone and the Midwest look as they always have, but their character has changed totally. Once, Boone was a farm and railroad center. Mostly, it existed as a market town that served farm families, each tilling its 160 acres of rich Iowa earth. And as a stop for the passenger trains heading west from Chicago to Denver and Los Angeles. Competition was local. Ames, 13 miles to the east, loomed as the great rival, especially in high school football. Des Moines, 40 miles to the south, was the metropolis. Trips there for shopping or basketball tournaments or the state fair represented forays into the outside world. Ted Couser, until recently the poet laureate of the United States, grew up in Ames. I had a friend in Ames who got a job in Boone, Ted told me, and we never saw him again. These days, Boone appears little changed. Its population, about 12,000, has barely budged for a half century. Giant oaks still shade the Victorian and Georgian houses on the south side of town and the working-class homes on the north side. There's a beautiful big swimming pool down in McHoe's Park. Nearby, the softball diamond looks little changed from the days when I cut my journalistic teeth there, covering sports for the local daily, the News Republican. But there's a difference. The town, once self-sufficient, now is a place where workers in Ames and Des Moines come home at night. About 2,200 people, a quarter of its workforce, commute out each day. In the morning, all the traffic on US-30 is one way east, toward Ames and the interstate to Des Moines.
In the evening, the traffic flows back west, carrying people who like life in a small town, but who earn their livings somewhere else. Freight trains still go through, but the passenger trains are long gone. So are the 160-acre farms and the people who worked them. An era of farm consolidation has left a barony of big farms, run by a handful of families, the survivors of the great Midwestern agricultural shakeout. Too few to even begin to support a market town.